Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me again on the Word Podcast. Tell you what, things are intensifying. We're in the eighth chapter of John. And we've seen the religious rulers coming against Jesus. They'd already decided they wanted to kill him. Jesus has confronted them about that. Uh, they're having a, a debate right now as to who father they were. And remember in the last episode what Jesus says. So let's go back and just recap that real quick and read through it. It's in John chapter 8, verse 44. Jesus says this, and he's saying this to the religious rulers. You are of your father, the devil, and you want to do the desires of your father. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in truth because there is no truth in him. Whenever he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own, for he is a liar and the father of lies. But because I speak the truth, you do not believe me. Which one of you convicts me of sin? If I speak truth, why do you not believe me? He who is of God hears the words of God. For this reason, you do not hear them, because you are not of God. <clears throat> so Jesus has told them that they are their, of their father, the devil, that he was a murderer, that he's a liar, and that is the one that they're listening to and the power under which they're functioning. And then he comes back and just tells them, the reason that uh, you don't hear me is because you do not believe me. You're rejecting the truth. So what is the response of the Jews, the Jewish leadership to this? Well, verse 48 tells us, The Jews answered him and said to him, Do we not say rightly that you are a Samaritan and have a demon? <laughs> Whoa! You know, this is the, the strategy of the religionist, is that when you confront them with truth, they will immediately default into ad hominem attack. Okay, They will start attacking you personally. They'll attack, attack your character. They'll attack what you are doing. Okay, particularly if it's something good of the kingdom, they'll start doing that. And notice what they said. Do we not rightly say or say rightly? Really? When had they been saying this? You know, I don't think we have an account of that up to this point in time. So apparently this was what they were saying among themselves and saying to the people. And this is one of the strategies that they were using against Jesus. And they were saying, oh, he's a Samaritan. Well, why would they say he's the Samaritan? Well, remember the encounter that Jesus had with the woman at the well? She was a Samaritan woman. And he had traveled through Samaria, and the self-righteous religionists would never step foot on Samaritan soil. They would travel well out of their way to circumnavigate that area. Okay, But Jesus didn't. Remember, it said that he must needs go through Samaria. Uh, the Father led him there. Well, this is something they used against him. So they're saying, oh, you're Samaritan. And that's like the ultimate pejorative. They thought that would just take care of everything. But then they doubled down on it. Okay, You are a Samaritan, and you have a demon. You know, In other words, you're, you're demonic. There's something wrong with you. The, the evil one is the one that's got a hold of you. Well, Jesus didn't get all bent out of shape, but he confronted him. I mean, he was forthright with this. And, folks, this would have been a, a intense conversation. This would have been a loud dialogue right here. Verse 49, Jesus answered, I do not have a demon. But I honor my father, and you dishonor me. Verse 50, Jesus continuing. But I do not seek my glory. There is one who seeks and judges. 
Truly, truly, I say to you, if anyone keeps my word, he will never see death. And remember earlier in this chapter, it said that Jesus looked to the Jews that had believed. And he said, if you abide in my word, if you keep my word, if you heed my word, then that's evidence that you're truly mine. Okay? So he picks up on this idea of his word again, but he's doubling down on the thought. You know, he's not backing off at all. He says, if you keep my word, you will never see death. Well, Jesus knew what this would do with him. He knew what would happen. So watch what the Jews do. Verse 52, the Jews said to him, now, we know that you have a demon. Abraham died and the prophets also. And you say, if anyone keeps my word, he will never taste of death. It's interesting because these religious rulers, these Jews right here, were quoting Jesus's word back to him. It happens several times in this conversation right here. And so if you're using a red letter edition of the Bible, you'll see us in red letters. They're quoting it back to him. And I think the reason that John put that in there that way, and the Spirit led him to do that, is that where we know beyond any shadow of a doubt that they heard him and they knew what he said because they're quoting his words back at him. Now, there's a big difference between hearing and knowing what he said and believing. See, they refuse to believe. And now they're saying, what are you talking about? You're saying that if someone keeps your word, they're never going to see death. But we know Abraham died. We know the prophets died. Then they ask this question in verse 53. Surely you are not greater than our father Abraham who died. The prophets died too. Whom do you make yourself out to be? And Jesus answered, If I glorify myself, my glory is nothing. It is my father who glorifies me, of whom you say, he is our God, and you have not come to know him, but I know him, and if I say that I do not know him, I will be a liar like you, but I do know him and keep his word. So they're saying, well, who in the world do you say you are? Abraham died, the prophets died, but you're saying if someone keeps your word, they're not going to experience the death? And he, Jesus says, no, I'm not going to glorify myself. If I glorify myself, that glory is nothing. But it's my Father who glorifies me. Notice Jesus keeps bringing it back over and over and over. And we'll see uh, even further down the road, even more of this, that he and the Father are one. And it's Father that's instructing him and guiding him. And he said, this is the same Father to whom you say he is our God. This is the Father that you claim to be of. But Jesus tells them, you don't know him. You have not come to know him. Verse 55 said that. He says, I know him because I came from him, but you do not know him. If I were to tell you that I did not know him, I would be a liar like you are. But I do know him, and I keep his word. So you see, Jesus was not backing down. Too often, I think that we have a tendency to want to back off from the truth. Now, I'm not talking about being argumentative or anything like that. No, no, not at all. But to speak the truth and keep bringing the truth up and even more the truth. Verse 56. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. So they brought up Abraham again, which they had done several times. He says, okay, yeah, your father Abraham, he rejoiced to see my day. He rejoiced to see the time that I would be here right now, and he was glad in it. Well, that really threw him off. Verse 57, so the Jews said to him, you're not yet 50 years old, and have, have you seen Abraham? So they couldn't figure out, he's not, he's not even 50 years old. How could he have seen Abraham? <clears throat> He's going to say something here, which he has said several times already. He's going to say it repeatedly, and you're going to see the response. Verse 58, Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. Whoa, 
Jesus said and is claiming to be the great I am. In, in Greek, it's the words ego emi, okay, I am. Uh, it echoes back to Exodus when the encounter that Moses had in the burning bush when he asked God, who shall I say sent me? And God said, say, I am. Jesus is saying, I am God. I and the Father am one is the thing he's laying out. And you say, well, no, how do you know he's really saying that? Well, because of the next verse, the last verse we'll look at today, the way they reacted. <coughs> Excuse me. And we see this several times. We've seen it already in a couple of instances. We're going to see it even more. Verse 59, therefore, they picked up stones to throw at him, but Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple. Why would they have picked up stones to throw at him and to stone him if he wasn't claiming to be God? Okay, They considered that to be blasphemy. They were going to stone him, but Jesus hid himself. That's interesting. You see uh, several times where Jesus hid himself, and then he passes through the crowd. I don't think he's hiding behind the curtain. I'm thinking there's something in the form of what we would call supernatural that's occurring, at least in some of these instances, where he passes through the crowds and nobody touches him. Like in Samaria, they were threatening his hometown. They were threatening, uh, not Samaria, but his hometown. They were threatening to throw him over a cliff, and he passed through the midst of them because it wasn't his time. Here, he just hid himself, and he went out of the temple courts. He went out through the midst of the body. We'll pick up more of that next time. But know this. When confronted with lies, just speak the truth. Just keep speaking the truth and watch what the Lord does. Again, I'm Dale, and I'll see you again next time.